There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. everybody welcome back to rule the roost podcast see i've got i've got a, i've got a positive positive I, I can't even say it properly that's how positive i am got a mm. positive kind of tone going on at the moment because yeah all right we we lost the cup final but we were there didn't we we did i don't know if it was an echo of glory but there was there, <laughs> there was an echo Wembley wasn't very full see what i've done there see what i've yeah, done there good. See, well, here we go. Is that this is a voice that needs no introduction? We have uh, podcasting royalty on the line today, in a in a certain Mister, well, Flav. Let's just call him. Let's call him what you all know. Him do you know? Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me on. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what people keeps happening? People keep calling me Flav Bateman on stuff like. <laughs> I was on. I was on. This is. This is not. I'm not trying to be a humble brag here, but I was on. But you are just a little bit. Isn't it? I was. Well, I was on a semi. Well, quite a well-known radio station, and they introduced oh, yeah. me as Flav Bateman. This is just something I made up when I made Twitter. I didn't think it was madness. When, it, when, when, when problematic things didn't matter. Yeah, because the Bateman stands for Patrick Bateman. He's a he's a psychopath in a in a book called American Psycho, and he's a murderer of women. Uh, yeah, and 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 I mean. This is not something I'm proud of, but, uh, you know, there's a kid that gets murdered <laughs> in the book, which is about as dark as you're going to get. And, like, when I started, do you know what I actually did? This is so weird. Ten years ago. I don't know how long. I think I opened the account in 2009, I think. And I was going to do a Patrick Bateman parody account. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that one of those, like, those early days of, like... I'm going to yeah. be a genius for this. This will be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I, I didn't know what Twitter was back then. It wasn't what it was, is now. It was completely different. Um, so, yeah, but it's always funny to me that I get introduced as Flav Bateman because that's what it says on my Twitter account. My name's not Bateman, uh, nor is it Flav. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was all a bit of a wild west back then. Safe to say I, uh, I, I actually I paid a service to just completely wipe my <laughs> Twitter clean. Yeah, I probably point. should do that. I should um, do that. How much? What is that service? I honestly, I can't remember. It was a few years ago now, but there's quite a lot out there. It cost me about, don't know, fifty, sixty quid. Done. It's cheaper than crimes. losing your career, isn't it? <laughs> All my crimes gone. Um, anyway, Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur. How, how is it to be on the the other end of of being questioned? Let's yeah, just I'll, put that to you first of all. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's because it's, it's like um, uh, I don't have to do any work; just can talk, which is which is great. Being you know, you know, driving a show is you have to think of the next question. You have to actually listen to what people are saying and make sure that you uh, you move it on correctly and that. And while it, you kind of get a second nature for it after t- uh, ten years or eleven years or whatever, no, ten years that we've been doing it, it's still it's not as exciting or not as not as interesting as just being asked questions. It's much nicer. Yeah. 
Yeah, just kind of sinking into it. So I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll give you a nice easy one to start with, then, mate. Like you right. know, cup final. How are you feeling? Oh, oh, horrible. And and I didn't even want to. I didn't even. You know, I, I was kind of banging on about this being a free hit before the game. Just go, wow, it's Man City, it's Pep Guardiola. You know, of course we're not going to win. Of course it's it's impossible, isn't it? But. Of course, it isn't impossible. And yeah, I, I really hoped we'd win. It wasn't a free hit. And it felt like anything other than a free hit when Laporte scored. You know, I mean, it was, it was, it was crushing. And the crush, most crushing part of it is we didn't deserve anything from that game. We, in, in the most, in, in terms of like, mostly, when, you know, this bottled thing that Tottenham gets thrown at us every time we lose an important match. But it felt like we bottled that. We it felt like we feared Manchester City, and it wasn't giving them too much respect. It was genuine fear. It was it was an awful, awful, spineless uh, performance. Um, and I put that down to um, Ryan Mason. Things. Get him out. <laughs> well, we're starting the group. We're not calling him Ryan Mason anymore. We're changing his name subtly until he earns it. Uh, it's now called Brian Mason <laughs> until he wins a game, and then we'll call him Ryan Mason again. Yeah, uh, look. You can't expect much from him. I don't blame him. I don't blame him for being in awe of the situation or not being have not being able to tactically compete with the best manager that the game has ever seen. Probably, maybe, you know, he'll be remembered mm. as a legend of of management and playing days. Pep Guardiola. So you can understand over ninety minutes that he got outfought and outplayed. Add to the fact that they have an embarrassment of riches. You know. It was diff- it's difficult enough when when we played them with Jose Mourinho two two times which we beat them by the way, um, so so I don't blame Ryan Mason. It's not yeah, his his subs weren't correct in my opinion. You know this Sissoko coming on was almost like a resignation that we're never we're never going to win this game, especially when you had Ndombele on the bit, pitch who could on the bench rather who could could have changed something. He could you know we know how good he is and and, and in high pressure environments where he has no time on the ball he does things that almost any other player can't so it would have been great to see him just to try and he made the wrong decisions but he's 29 he's a novice he's never managed at this level he's up against the best coach in the world and you know we lost the game my my blame is with Daniel Levy he's the one that has to take responsible responsibility for this in my opinion do you, do you think then that like you know other than because uh, we've you know you, you've spoken about it on the on the fight and cop recently about the sort of various WhatsApp messages flying around, and other than the uh, other than the part where Mourinho said he was going to uh, <laughs> expo- was it expose Levy for the, uh, the cunt, cunt. <laughs> that he used. yeah, yeah. Straight, straight out the words yeah. of uh, Jose Mourinho's mouth. I'm going to expose I'm going to expose Daniel Levy for the cunt he is. Yeah, he's definitely said that. That definitely wasn't the voice of the bloke who wrote yeah, that WhatsApp. Shout Sacramento trying to drag him back. Colin Jose ain't worth it. Drag leave it. Yeah. Leave it. Harry, leave it. Harry, leave this fucking club. <laughs> leave the club. You're going nowhere here. Um, is that wrong? Other than all that, do you think there could be anything in the idea that they clashed because <laughs> Levy's priority was very much over... Yeah, was qualifying for the Champions League for making sure we had the best team available to us for the Premier League versus the Carabao Cup, which, yeah, lovely day out, bit of silverware, but, you know, at the end of the day, let's be honest, a bit of a tin pot in comparison for kind of somebody who is probably, you know, wired the way that Levy has shown that he is over the past few years. Um, 
because I mean, other than Harry Kane, who you can imagine is just in that stratosphere of players, it just says, I want to play a cup final, so I'm playing, and the club say, okay, fair enough. It did seem to be that it was, if you were to compare it to what we played in the uh, in the Premier League against Southampton a few days earlier, this actually seemed to be a weaker side. Yeah, um, definitely. And I, I couldn't help but feel that maybe, you know, Mason, he's obviously, he's 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 very young. He does love the club. He, he, he wants to do right by them, but he's probably also very conscious of the fact that his hand isn't that strong here. He's been dealt something by I know I'm 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 doing one of those kind of you know I've got all the pictures and lines connecting yeah. things on my corkboard but it just felt to me like there was a bit of a an agenda at play shall we say that the Carabao Cup was was a free hit Premier League is more important save the best for that yeah I agree I I think that um undoubtedly without question if you ask Daniel Levy would he want the league cup or a top four place, hundred percent he would do, he would do that. And if you would have asked Pochettino, so you know, manager who's much loved at the club, he discounted the League Cup as inconsequential. Absolutely. Didn't work. There's no no point in it. Even the FA Cup, really. and yeah, and the FA Cup. He was only interested in Champions League and interested in in Premier League. And to his credit, that mentality got him close enough. Do you know what I mean? He, you know, what a lot of people sort of look at Pochettino's time at Tottenham because he didn't win a trophy it was almost like a failure that's bullshit it wasn't yeah, it was he what he did is get us there and get us to a position where we could win it and we didn't you know for many reasons and you know in I know it's a cliche but in one game anything can happen and and you know luck we would have it against us we didn't beat Liverpool and we never really were able to catch Leicester but then again no one else could either so you know, it's it's one of those things, but it's in terms of the value, the League Cup, it's completely valueless. It it means nothing other than just to say that we'd won something, and that's important because that could lead on to other things. And as fans, do you know what? Like being really honest, if someone said to me now, you could have a top four or you could win the League Cup, I'd probably take top four because it does it doesn't get. It doesn't get us to the point we want to be faster by winning the League Cup. It does get us faster or, or the next rung up on the ladder if we're in the top four. And, and, and that's a shame because it should be, all be about winning things no matter how, you know, what, what, how, what level of trophy that is. We should be interested in winning it all. But to get to that point where we can win everything, we need, you need money in that. Now, the question is: Is if 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 that if we do get into the Champions League and we don't spend anyway, then what's the point? And in which case, if that was if it, if it was that Levy and, and Enoch were going to be their usual pragmatic self in the transfer market, despite finishing top four, then I'd rather have the League Cup because that means you know we're not going to do anything anyway. Um, so yeah, if we get into the top four this season, if we do massive if, then the League Cup failure wouldn't be as sad, as, you know, as painful. As as it has been this week, and, and don't, don't get me wrong, I don't want anyone to twist twist my words. What I mean is, is I'd love to win the cup, but I'm hopeful that we can return to the sort of form that in, in 2016, where we nearly won the league, and then you know again followed it up next season by finishing second. The problem, and, yeah. sorry, go on. no, I was just going to say, I mean, just touching on your point, Nick, is I think you do you, you sort of 
gone on to something quite interesting there is that there is this there's like a strange sort of dichotomy like this this conflicting feeling at the moment being a Spurs <laughs> fan where you know obviously the 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 whistle blows the cockle crows and all that but the second it the second that happens you want Tottenham to win obviously obviously yeah, but when you do have these moments when you're sort of trying to detach the kind of emotional investment that you have into the club, into everything that it means, everything that it symbolises, and you look at kind of things in a way that a, a money man, a businessman might do, and you kind of ponder, like, <coughs> what is best for the club and what's best for the new direction. And it, it just seems to me that, like, almost in a way that, you know, had we won the Carabao Cup, or even if we do go on now and win the win the Europa, not win the Europa League, but qualify for the Champions League through mm. the Premier League, it just validates somebody like Levy to say club the the squad doesn't need that much investment. Like it's it's like and I I never I like you say I don't want my words to be twisted either. I don't really want to sort of float these uncomfortable ideas that I'd rather Tottenham lose because I never do, I never I never ever want to see Tottenham lose but it like I say it's just this conflicting feeling that if we do go on now have a great run in the Premier League and we do manage to get in the in the Champions League once again it's going to be like well maybe Sissoko and Winks don't need to be moved on that quickly maybe Dyer doesn't need to be moved on maybe maybe our right back options are all right because we got there in the end you know and it, it seems to be that we always make this rod for our own back like Pochettino's yeah. success was was superb but it was so it came you could see you could see the way he broke after that Ajax semi-final you know every, everything that, that came to the fore there and I think probably quite how I'll be honest on reflection I think the fella honestly going into the Champions League final seemed a little unhinged and I don't I don't really want to say that in a in a derogatory fashion but just where his priorities were things like making sure every single member of the team was on the pitch for the photo beforehand and giving interviews about lemons and stuff like that to the press ahead of a Champions League final it suddenly felt like we were you know, the novelty team at an FA Cup draw or something like that. And I think, yeah, well, he's put under a lot of pressure, wasn't he, well, to this, get there? And this is what I mean, you know, the, the sort of the pressure, everything that Pochettino gave to that role, he was he was perfect, but that that's why we achieved what we did under him, because he was a man that gave every sinew of his being to that job and elevated Tottenham to a place where really we had we had no right to be competing there. Like we <laughs> no, didn't, you know. True. Chelsea, I Man think... City, they've spent what, a billion half a billion pounds well, on that, their squad. This is this is it. Just something it was the start of what you just said there in terms of like if we do get into the Champions League and it does give Levy validation that the squad doesn't need to be as upgraded as possible, that's where his major failings have been. He's not Going beyond, not not actually realizing actually, despite the despite the team finishing in the Champions League and in Champions League places and, and sort of you know getting us into next year's competition, that we've we've performed at the very peak of our ability to get there, and the squad really needs an overhaul and and, and some fresh blood in there and a new manager. Like even if Ryan Mason gets us into the top four, he doesn't. He's not. He's not. He then shouldn't be given the job for the next three years. We need to be proactive in what we do, um, and and realize, 
And, and if, like Enoch's reputation is survived this summer, but depending on what they do, in my opinion, if 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 he doesn't, regardless of where we get, if he doesn't significantly invest in the team and get a manager in that's sort of suitable for the size of the club that we are in, that we are, then it's just going to become more and more and more toxic. And 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 really, what I predict might happen, Jack, is well, with the. He'll blame the coronavirus and yeah. he'll he'll blame, you know, the repayments that are owed in the stadium still. And there's always a reason not to spend. And, and, I've, and anyone who's listened to the fighting cop will know that I've backed him and defended him for a long, long time. I've, well, I've, you've been called I, a happy clapper and all that sort of shit as well. Yeah, you? yeah, I get a lot of stick for that, like saying like you're backing Levy and, you know, you're just sort of, you know, you're, you're always like, what, you're, you're like, on the take. Yeah, it's nothing as severe as that, but it's just like people disagreeing with the fact that I'm back in Levy. And I, I think what he's done for the club fundamentally and largely has been good. He's, he's improved us and yeah, moved us yeah. to a position where we, we even have the, the, the right to suggest that we're, you know, a Champions League side. You know, the decisions that he's made, both good and bad, have led us to a position where we are right now. Massive stadium, massive uh, global appeal, massive, tra- brilliant training ground. And been able to attract managers of the calibre of Jose Mourinho, whether you like him or not. That was a stellar coach that we had at our club for 17 months. You know, it might be a bit stale, but he was a big, big name. And that's because of what Daniel Levy's yeah. done, you know. So I have been a backer of him for a long, long time. I just, I just now feel like, all right, I get it. Good business and a lot of money coming in, top 10 Forbes, all that. But we need, we need to see the commitment that you've seen at Chelsea, but more to the point, Liverpool. Because they've done it without the backing. They they didn't have what Man City and 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 um, Chelsea had. They had a business model, an FSG going in there and and them losing players like Coutinho, Firmino. Uh, sorry, Coutinho, um, uh, Suarez. Um, they've lost loads of players through the years, and they've replaced them. I mean, what they? That's the thing, though. I mean, what they did ultimately, though, isn't it? They they made a footballing decision at the right time. You know, they, they, they've they sort of been through those similar cycles that we have. I think there's there's, there's some parallels you can draw along the way. I think yeah, like I've sure. seen kind of like, even though they've always had a bit more success, I think a lot of that comes with the prestige and the heritage of Liverpool, certain people being scared of them, the effect they can take into games. But although it's not a direct comparison, you can sort of see in our cycles, if you look at like Yol, Julia, if you look at kind of, you know, Brendan Rodgers with Pochettino, like it's always, yeah. it's always teams getting there, getting a bit closer and falling away. But you can always sense there's incremental gains in each of these projects um, down the line. But ultimately, with Klopp, you know they were a they were a fucking fantastic team, and they came they came very close to it. But then soon enough came that point when Klopp just said, "Look, I need a better keeper." And I need a better centre back. And what did they do? They went out and just they just spent the money. They didn't haggle. They didn't get into this kind of protracted kind of season and a half long transfer shit where the club says they want thirty mil and they offer eighteen million and then we have to sit through speculation and then we get a knockdown option on our original option that we wanted. They got Allison and they got Van Dyke and they spent top whack on it and it pushed them over the line. Yeah. And I think this is this is my problem because I I echo a lot of what you're saying there and I've I've never I've never been particularly like 
Should I say like it's, it's, it seems ridiculous to say, but like pro Levy, but I've never really been anti him. Stratford, I think, was yeah. Some, I mean, some people differ. Some people think it was a him strong arming the council, this and that. I, I personally think he would have gone if we so if we'd have got on it. I, yeah, but it's, it's just my opinion. I think I think the intention was to go. I don't think it was brinkmanship. I think. They and it took it. a long time to recover from that. And yeah. I did. And I forgave, I forgave him. Like, it ain't like fucking my wife treating on me or something. <laughs> but I, 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 I got around it and let it go yeah. eventually. But that was that was sacrilegical. Yeah. I was I absolutely hated him for that. And I got over it. <laughs> and this Super League stuff seems there's there's parallels there to some degree. But yeah. sorry, mate, I'm moving away from your point. No, no, but I mean, just ultimately now, I mean, there's a there's a lot of talk about new manager. I can't I can't really even be that asked to go on about that today because the the way I kind of feel right now this point in time with Spurs is that like I've I've seen it I've seen the kind of the the projects with Yol I've seen it with Redknapp I've seen Ramos I've seen kind of AVB come in we've seen Sherwood come in for a bit although you know I think that was just kind of a bit of a placeholder really wasn't it and then we've seen Pochettino and I've just I've, we've seen this cycle rinse and repeat so many times now that I know a new owner isn't going to be all blue skies. But yeah, people, the, the kind of the default option is what you think somebody that's got a billion quid or whatever to spend on a on a sports team is going to be a great person. No, I don't. I don't necessarily. But do you know what? I just I want I want us to flush the toilet. You know, I want I want just <laughs> everything to start again from the beginning. Now, like it feels to me that like the end of like. Almost like Pochettino's arc was, it shouldn't have been, but it was It was kind of giving us a happy ending to the old Tottenham. It was mm. we going a whole season number. Like, this is one of those, like, achievements that people just kind of sweep under the rug, but a whole season unbeaten at home in the uh. last season we ever play at White Hart Lane is, you know, that, that's something that deserves to be, like, heralded so much yeah. more than I think it is but yeah. you know it, it, it isn't yeah that that 16-17 season we finished on eight, was it 86 points like ad- enough yeah. points to basically win the Premier League probably most instances that it's ever existed before that point we, we ran into that insane Conte Chelsea side that pretty much set the bar before the Centurions and this mad Liverpool team came along um, but again, people people forget that. People want to forget that it's just Tottenham bottled it again, you know. But it's do you know what it do you know what it is, mate? While all of this is it's exhaust we're having to deal with a lot towards the end of a season that's been so jam packed. Like it's been there's been so much football. I don't know if you felt about this, Jack, and why this is almost more exhausting this period than I've ever experienced as a Spurs fan before. Is because of of the back of what's happened happening socially uh, into society and how lockdowns affected a lot of people and how it's changed the way we follow football. Um, it's and then to lose your manager after really kind of semi toxic last four four or five months that have been led by this manager that everybody said all the Man United fans said this is how it's going to end up and they were right it ended up exactly how they said and it just feels like a lot to have to talk about and and compartmentalise and figure out what's next after everything that we've been, we've been going for. I feel like we just need a break. Like, yeah. and I'm, as much as I love Tottenham and, I, and, I, and I'm looking forward to watching them play against Sheffield United, I am. And as soon as it kicks off, 
it's a lovely bit of escapism, but I feel like we need the season over. I, I, it's been such a long season. Remember, we were playing qualifying games in August or, or, or the end of July, and then a game every four, four weeks. This hasn't been normal. And I just feel like people are being reactionary and they're being angry, and they should be, uh, but they're perhaps a little bit more reactionary and angrier than they would have been otherwise if we haven't experienced the season we had. And for no one has it been plain sailing apart from Manchester City. And even them, the first part of the season, people were questioning whether or not Guardiola was the guy. Yeah. You know, when they were like eighth or ninth consistently for the first three or four weeks and maybe a, a month in. I think I, don't, I can't remember when they went top of the league and they stayed there. But for the first part of the season, they were questioning. Perhaps only David Moyes has come away with this season without any criticism, <laughs> which is mental. So it's just been a weird one. And I'm kind of ready for it to be over. And, you know, I'm not really looking forward to the Euros, then another season, then a World no. Cup in the middle of it, then an end of the season. Then, well, a whole then another... summer. But the things, mate, this is the thing. We're not going to get a break because it's going to be a whole summer of Harry Kane. Is he going to leave? Isn't he going to leave? You know, it's... I'm, I'm fine with that, mate, though, to be honest. I don't want him to leave. I don't want him to go, obviously. I want Harry Kane to be at Spurs forever. But... There are lots of teams that play very well without Harry Kane. Lots of them in our uh -oh. league. Uh oh, are you, get, are you putting the tin hat on, Flav? Is this, is this it? I'm, say, I'm saying I think the people are catastrophizing over the idea that Harry Kane leaves Tottenham. Like we won't be able to recover, and we will. I do know That's what you all. mean. I do think though, this season, for example, we would have been absolutely fucked without <laughs> we would have I mean, no. we would have been fucked for a long time without yeah. him he's the best striker i've ever seen with my own eyes and probably one of the best strikers that will ever play in england for sure yeah, yeah. 100% but you got you can't if he decides to leave after being what was he 9 10 years in the in the is it 8 7 i don't know how many years he's played in the first team now it feels like maybe 8 years like eventually all players leave you've just got to, you, you know we I feel like we will recover from it. It'll be difficult. You know, he's not leaving this summer anyway, not with three years left on the contract. No one would be able to afford him. It's just about how can we, what can we do if next season is his last season? What can we do to maximise having him for another season before he goes? Or can Levy actually do his fucking job in terms of the, putting the, the, the team first, get a manager in that excites Harry Kane, Bring in play because our squad isn't awful. It's not awful. I, I think with the right manager, that would have been a top four squad. But just where the problems lie in the squad, and maybe in a couple of parts of the first team, defence and and maybe midfield as well, just strengthen properly there. Get a new manager in, and then Harry Kane next season, if he had a good season, might think actually I don't need to go anywhere because this is good enough. We're building something. We're at the start of a cycle again. But you know when you know I was speaking to Paul Machen, who's on the Redmen TV, is like a big Liverpool fan. And he said, like, I can see where the problems are at Tottenham because the core of that squad is exactly the same as was, was the first game when Klopp played for Liverpool. You had Loris, Dyer, Alderweireld, Son, Kane, and that's your starting five. So there, there needs to be a, a, a fresh look at what we're doing and then perhaps we can, we, we're in a position where Harry Kane's going to stay for another year. So let's give this an opportunity to actually convince him to stay that our ambitions match his. But you've heard this so many times before. I remember Terry Sheringham saying, I had to leave because the ambitions of the club don't reflect mine. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm just sick of so many of that. You know, like you're touching on that. It's not even that I don't rate some of them or I don't like them or anything. I'm, I'm just, I'm just tired of so many of their faces now you know and i'm sure that <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you mate some of your mates in it you like you're some of your best mates yeah but after a while a couple of days of them you're like i, I, I don't want to look at your face in fact i want to punch your face i can't <laughs> look at you anymore when you do one of those like like you know and it's a stag deal or something and the, the old the old band get back together and you all go away and everyone's buzzing <laughs> they're like oh, we call it? Remember, remember that night out in our 20s when this thing oh yeah remember that was quality in that and then as soon as that's sort of gone you all realize yeah, you're oh, just God. you're all fat tired <laughs> miserable <laughs> You just want to, you, you can't be asked to sit in a bar anymore. Like you just want to go sit at home, watch Netflix, <laughs> pretend you don't exist. You know. Like, <laughs> that's the so you're talking about you're talking about like people like I don't know Toby Adderall's face as an as an existential crisis basically. Yeah, that hair. Just look at it. Just yeah. Just change seen, it, mate. Just change it. I've seen that hair so much over yeah. the last eight years. How how, do you, how can you be asked? How can like literally every single game? I think about this, right? I have some days like during this lockdown where do you know what? I haven't showered some days. I've just woken up and thought I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to like. And I mean, I am a slob to be fair. So you know that that, that sort of comes with the territory. But when I think about him. Going out every single game with that immaculate hairstyle. Yeah. How can he be bothered? How I know. Can he? I know. You're right. I think that's what it is. We're just sick of looking at their faces. I am. Luis, Luis especially. Like, <laughs> He's been there so long. He has. He's just sick a of new us, one. though, as well. He's <laughs> yeah. sick of us. He doesn't want to. Like, he's, he's, you know, he's, the, he's the partner that in the morning, you know, you wake up. You're right, darling. How are you doing? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. He stayed for the kids, basically, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has but then he realises he hates the kids as well now yeah. they've all let him down they haven't studied hard enough <laughs> he turned to drink as well <laughs> we, the reason why he did what he did was not is because of how average and abject his Spurs career has been <laughs> and he knows that ultimately all this he, he tries to project it outwards but it's all just a reflection on him that's yeah. all that it is the yeah. chocolate wristed baguette munching <laughs> He's fantastic, though. By the way, is, you've is. seen you've seen his um, <laughs> bottle job. You've seen you've seen his um, his save percentage. Like it's like huge compared to anyone else in the league. Like you say, Harry Kane saved us. So has Lloris this season. I know he's prone to a howler, but 
Without him, we'd have been screwed as well. Are you turning into a stats nonce? I think they're right. They have their place. I'm not sort of overly into it. Um, I, I get annoyed when other people talk to me about stats, but I don't mind thinking about them every now and then. That, I like XG. I, like XG. I was going to say, is that why you haven't been on Extra Inch yet? But you have been on there, haven't you? I've so. been on there once to talk about the fighting cock. No, I haven't been on there talking... Like, the level... I, they properly love football, the sport, you know, the technical aspect to it, why one system works better than the other and why X... I don't know. I don't really... It's not for me, that kind of stuff, which is why we split, really. It's why... Um, why they extra inch went and done their thing and why we did ours because uh, it was clear that we were having two different conversations and yeah it was, so I'd, it was a I'd, good idea I'd, I'm just saying I'm just saying I'd, I'd heard rumours there was a punch up that's that's what I'd heard yeah that's true that is true Windy's people, people like dig Windy out and all this but they don't know secretly like oh he's a dark man he's fucking horrible like, yeah he's horrible I've seen him do stuff like I've seen yeah I've seen do things that are unnecessary so all that <laughs> All the all the hard lads that dig him out on Twitter, you know, all this. If I see him down the lane, I'll oh, do he would, he mate. would kick the shit out of a lot of you. He would. He'd bite. He yeah. bites. But, but the thing is, he, he, well, he'd, yeah, he's kind of above it as well. This is what, which is, um, you know, all that shit. Anyway, just to be serious for a second, man, is fucking pathetic. Like people are digging him out and saying all this stuff to him. You're talking to a human being who 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 has a cast an opinion about a football club, and because. I don't know where it where it comes from, jealousy, or they just don't like what he's saying. But you don't have to like it. You don't have to look at it. The amount of people I mute on Twitter, I might mute four people a day on Twitter. Anyone says anything remotely I don't like, I mute them. It doesn't matter if um, they make sense. If anyone is critical about Tottenham, even though they're probably they're, ha- they're you know they're within their rights, they get muted. I've created a beautiful echo chamber where I only read stuff that I agree with. Um, and if anyone in that echo chamber sort of breaks the line and starts tweeting other stuff, they get muted. And You're it's like great. An old, an old school communist dictator. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with echo chambers. They're fantastic. It makes you feel like you feel your day is better for listening to people that you agree with than it is being challenged constantly. It's exhausting being challenged constantly. I don't want to think. I'm, I've reached 40. I reckon I've done all my thinking. I've done all my growing and adapting. I just want to get old, miserable and be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting to that point now when you know when I was a bit younger I'd be like what's my fucking dad why is he always so fucking miserable all the time angry he's always going like, come on fucking cheer up you miserable ball bag and now now he's suddenly like oh yeah oh, I get it right, my, I get my it. dad is one of my we call it he's saved in my brother's phone as an angry dad like, that's <laughs> that's his name in because he's just so angry at everything but we do kind of get it and, and, and this is what I'm saying is I'm not taking people's opinions on board anymore because I think that my dad, he sort of watches the news and gets angry at it, whereas I don't watch the news. So can't. I'm avoiding situations that I can be get at for, for things that make me angry. And it, and Spurs on Twitter does that. Like after a game, I don't go anywhere near it. I, if we've lost, don't go anywhere near Twitter, let alone tweet my opinion. Nowhere. No, no, just don't look at it. If someone asks me, I don't read it. Nothing. I'm not on. I've turned all notifications off on Twitter. Social media fundamentally, when it comes to sport, is a negative thing. It makes supporting your club worse, not better. So, um, yeah, that's the, my method of dealing this season. It's been a tough one. It's quite fun, isn't it? Just putting something out there and just then just leaving it. Just you know The grenade. Mean? That's it. Just, just saying something, oh, Arsenal are fucking shit, aren't they? Aren't they, lads? <laughs> Arsenal are shit. Look at all them retweets. Fucking yeah. love it. Fucking yeah. love it. 
I, uh, I put a tweet out the other day which pissed people off because I said, um, like, I just, you know, when you're writing a tweet, the point, if you're going to spend time crafting a tweet, is there's, a, there's an element of um, craft to it, right? So I'm right, I've written this tweet about Ryan Mason saying I hadn't even had a threesome by the time Ryan Mason <laughs> became manager of Spurs. Knowing that using the word threesome, it just, it's going to agitate people or it's just funny, isn't it? It's just something funny to say. People are like, all right, Virgin, <laughs> bit of a humble brag that, mate. You had a threesome, have you? I'm like, firstly, no, I hadn't had a threesome by the age of 29. It was something funny to write. Fucking lighten up for fuck's sake. Oh, mate. It is, is oh, oh, a bit of a humble brag there. Bit of a humble brag. Just, oh, I see what you're doing. See, I was like, you're a sad little boy. You are a sad little boy. I'm 40. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> anyway, look, it's fucking people, isn't it? I mean, well, it is, isn't it? They're just joyless. Hell, hell is other people, as the, That's uh, right. as the famous quote goes. Such a... I mean, it, what, 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 what does the future? Because, I mean, I think we can sort of safely assume Enoch most likely aren't going to be selling up anytime soon. I can't see anybody fronting up. No. The money. I mean, if you think about how hard we make it to fucking sell Musa Sissoko or Harry Winks, I can't imagine they're going to be, you know, letting yeah. control of a multi-potentially multi billion-pound brand go. Exactly easily. what we said on the fighting cock. It's just come out today, actually, just a few minutes before recording this. Um, imagine how, yeah, they want to eat out every penny from selling Tom Carroll or whatever it might be. I think you've got 12 million for Tom Carroll to Swansea. All right? If you can get that for Tom Carroll to Swansea, if I'm right, it might 17 be... 17 million for Wimmer. We got... Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Wimmer. You know, when you said Wimmer there, I had to think, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. So so if he's doing that, imagine negotiating him on about his own value, his own value, not the players, his value. How, how is he going to maximise his profit? He'd end up selling the club for half a billion pound more than it's actually worth, and it will take years. So, and and you know, as much, and I appreciate the I, I'm I'm into sort of anti-establishment um, activism, and I really enjoyed what happened in the Super League stuff. I really did. Like the, the climb down was was really satisfying, and and fans were being reactive, and and you know, it was a bit awkward. Maybe we could talk about the Super League stuff, but. Um, you know, and and the kind of a awkward alliance between Sky Sports, the Premier League, FIFA, and and UEFA. How hypocritical that is! But I, you know, and I admire the people going after leaving Enoch because they want a better football club. But the reality is, it's not even a public limited company anymore. It's a private company. They own the club. They own our football club. They own the brand. They own Tottenham Hotspur. They own THFC as a trademark only thing they don't own is yids because they can't trademark that because they can't make money off of it because of the you know how loaded it is so getting rid of them isn't going to be done through protest and it's not going to be done it's going to be done when someone else stumps up the cash that they they want to get out and the same thing with arsenal you know they i know it's it's like impressive all the numbers they had and whatnot but why would Cronky sail what what why he doesn't even go to the games he's not interested in your in your protest, is interested in the bottom line. And if he did sell, I don't know if you've looked into any of this, this Spotify stuff, but that guy doesn't have enough money to buy buy Arsenal. And I if mean, he did, there's not going to be a lot left for transfers and whatnot. And no, I mean, his, his worth and his assets are two very different things. And th th this is one of those sort of, um, you know, I don't in any way 
profess to be any sort of, you know, I can barely even fucking make sense of my bank statement. Let alone yeah, but you just say it doesn't matter if you know. You just say it with enough authority and people believe it. Well, that's that's it, what that's I do. Right? That's, yeah, that's it, isn't it? That's what we do, podcasters, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just, just spew our opinions out. Okay. I, yeah. Sometimes I'll say stuff, right, and I'll go, I'm pretty sure that's not true. <laughs> just don't, don't admit it. No one will fact check me, don't worry. No, they do. Right. They, I do get that as well. I do get people fact checking me saying, this is bollocks. I got Wendy fact check me the other day on WhatsApp. He was he like, just, I enjoyed the podcast. He gets <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed he the podcast, really but what you said about Pochettino was incorrect. Uh, yeah, no, you was. You're right. <laughs> but... You know, it's it's this whole thing. This because what you what you sort of saying there as well is is very true, and that's kind of it's again. You know how I was saying at the top end, it's it's this whole conflicting era of being a Spurs fan and a football fan in general. Because I I did like a big sort of Twitter thread about it the other day because I was I was stewing on it, and I I don't really actually use Twitter that much anymore. For a lot of the reasons you said, I I just started to find it a very. Do, do, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. What for? Because a few like I'm some fucking any person of note or anything, but a, a couple of people have always said, "Why don't you really use Twitter anymore?" And mm. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the exact the exact moment I didn't is because I tweeted something after Ajax after um, Mora basically scored, and I was out in Dam Square just fucking completely absolutely buzzing and I, I can't remember I just tweeted something like you know it's days like this when you don't really just you know you don't give a fuck about any of it keep your silverware keep your this 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 is what football's about yeah and immediately Spurs fans immediately in the wake of this typical fucking happy clapper we haven't oh, won anything we and I just thought you know you know what I just I'm, it's not for me anymore I don't yeah. need it, you know. I don't. I, I cannot be asked. But obviously, because of lockdown, everything you start to get a bit sucked back in. So I just yeah. Of, you need it. You need it for yeah. for work as well. Like to yeah, be fair, yeah, yeah. You need, I, I need it for. I can't abandon social media, but I think my mental health would be better if I didn't have it. I, for for real, I'm not joking there. I think yeah. I think fundamentally, social media isn't a positive thing. All positive things can happen from it, but. And, you know, if we've seen there's going to be a media blackout, social media blackout across football for four days. Um, interestingly, it could be this, the weekend that Man City win the Premier League. Um, and um, they won't tweet it because of all the racist shit and stuff. And it's not, it's it's exhausting. And it's not even that, that we, you know, obviously as a white man, I don't have to deal with that sort of shit. But but um, there's enough sort of negativity and people out there that just makes make social media just such a, a ball ache. And, 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 and this is why I'd... I've adapted the way I have, or the way I use it, rather. There's nothing, you know, intelligent about what I'm doing. I just look at it less, and I mute people that I feel that might upset me in the future, and therefore I, I minimise the amount of damage. And I say it like social media does to me, and it's not just social media; it's WhatsApp groups. You know, um, this constant conversation between people, um, and with Spurs, be given this year, this year, with the way Spurs have gone and how sort of split the fan base have been um it's been such an exhausting experience that you know it's affected relationships with my mates you know yeah, it's I, been shite it's been horrible yeah people are really like your your mates and you're having a go at each other and you're constantly trying to uh, defend your position do you know what i mean yeah and and that's not healthy for uh for for for, for friends to have to go through the club has you know jose Mourinho specifically has split you know oh, i don't know what i'm talking about 
It's just it's too, well, I I know what you mean because too, but so much of this stuff is it's it's tied to ego. It's it's not so much even an opinion anymore. People, it, it just it all gets kind of projected out there as in this is me, this is my identity, this is my stance. It's like but. Opinions can come and go. Opinions can change. You know, it, it doesn't need to be that because you've said at one point. You know, I, I was at the start. I, I before we signed him, I've been one of the ones singing "You're Not Special Anymore." I fucking hate Mourinho. I fucking hate what a sexist <laughs> cunt he is with Eva Canero. All this type of stuff. He's a mm. dinosaur. Man United had no identity under him. The second we announced him, though, as I will happily attest to, in my heart of hearts. With Pochettino gone, a manager I love more than probably anyone in my lifetime other than Martin Yole, he it, it, it fell to pieces and I thought, fucking hell, we got Mourinho in there, buzzing. He'll, he'll win us something. He will win us something. He, it, it, it wasn't good enough for United to win the Europa League. be fucking good enough for me to. And I reckon he can do that for us. I'll, I'll be honest with you, in my heart of hearts, I had a sneaking suspicion we were going to win the Premier League under him. Sneak it. <laughs> Just sneak it in this COVID. I thought, it, we, we're not the best team, but we got Kane, we got Son, we started the season flying, and I just mm. thought, we're going to do it. But it was to me, it was sealed. Like It was genuinely, not to be knee-jerk, but being complete knee-jerk, it sealed it for me. The first proper test we had with that Liverpool team when it fell to pieces... I was just like, nah, it's 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 not happening. But going, sort of going back to what you were saying is that 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 hypocrisy in football and that conflicted feeling is something that has really been brought to the fore, and it it does tie into the whole idea of it being exhausting. Because on one hand, like you say, being anti-establishment, being against something like the ESL, the ESL was was horrible. It's disgusting. It 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 was it was the. You know, take take out even the moral and ethical implications of which there are plenty, right? Just on a, on a, on that ground level, it's boring. I do, like we were saying on we were saying on this podcast like a few weeks ago, me and Raj, like it. You don't you don't want Tottenham versus Barcelona to become something that's just like ah, oh, I might as well slap that on, like it's an episode of EastEnders or Coronation Street or something. Of course, you know, you want to be building up to that for weeks. You I'd wanna, rather you want to know we. Got to the we finished top four. We got there ahead of fucking Arsenal. We got there and we've drawn. You see all the names coming out of the hat. Barcelona, fucking yes. Tottenham in the new camp, fucking amazing. Like maybe we can win out there. Maybe we can win in this like old world famous theatre of football. You don't want that to be so devalued that it's like, what should we slap on the net? Another fucking episode of like whatever dog shit there is on Netflix or that because that's what it becomes an episodic format it becomes half of the course i'd rather not play i'd rather never play barcelona again than play them that way you know i'd rather I'd rather never qualify for the to, to you know on merit than than have to if the only way we're going to play barcelona in the future is through this format then i'd rather not do it i'd rather not but, it was but, but then this is what we're saying about the the con the conflicting stuff is the flip side of this mate is that you've touched on is that now we see UEFA, FIFA, the Premier League, Sky Sports as the good guys, the ones beating the drum against all this stuff. And we forget the fact that the Premier League, who, for all their hand-wringing, did exactly the same thing to the EFL. 
They did exactly the same thing. They didn't want relegation at first. They wanted to take all the best clubs in England, stick them in a preserved little league somewhere, and just have <coughs> them generate money for Sky Sports. And that's all it was. And that's why you know Gary Neville can come out and have these impassioned rants about, oh, Man United should be relegated and this and that. What, whilst, whilst he's gaming the fucking lower leagues like he is, using his wealth to make Salford a better team? You know, whilst he's yes. the the figurehead of a of a thing like Sky Sports that has consistently what have they what have they said to a, a team like Tottenham that for the years and years and years we've been knocking on the door and let's let's be honest yeah you, you're gonna have a you're gonna have an Orient fan or someone saying oh because Tottenham have done it the right way but we have relatively speaking we haven't we haven't had a sugar daddy come in like City or. Chelsea have and we don't have the brand value of someone like Liverpool or Manchester United where they can pretty much infinitely loan money because everybody knows they're good for it because their brands are so strong and massive around the world. Tottenham have had to build a sustainable project and what we've done the past few years should be heralded but instead we're called bottle jobs, we're called, we're mm. called losers, we're made fun of for daring to dream for knocking on the door by mm. people like Sky because they have a vested interest in re- retaining the status quo. So, yeah. what, you know, what, am I supposed to hate my club because we want to break the existing status quo that's shit to create a new status quo that's also shit? I don't know. And it leaves us all in this position. So that's why I kind of boil it down to these emotional ideas, like you say, of... I want Bar- I want to see us play Barcelona, and I want it to be exciting. I want us to get into a top four race with us. Like the only thing this year we've got going for us now. I, I mean, I don't think we'll finish in the top four. And I, to me, it's now it's just like let's just fucking finish above Arsenal, please. Yeah. They're so shit. Please don't like. Please don't let that be the final nail in this coffin that we also have to finish below them because I really. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that would be unbearable. Like, do you know I, the, don't get me wrong. I I fully appreciate that. I've been watching. Um, I'm watching the league table like a hawk at the fact that they drew to Fulham and drew to Everton. It's almost like they lost to Everton. Sorry, they they, they, they yeah. did they did lose to Everton. Sorry, yeah, my bad. And um, you know, it was just it was like the relief when that result came through, and it was one of them ones where I was like so sure. Yeah. Yeah. That I was so sure that, that Everton were going to lose that game yeah. and they were going to catch us to four points that you know I watched Sleepers instead, Lorenzo <laughs> Carcaterra, which is so much cheerful film. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought this is going to be more entertaining, a film about kids getting buggered in prison, than 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 watching Arsenal beat Everton. And after I got over the turmoil of watching Sleepers, I um I switched it on and lo and behold, Everton had won and there'd been a, this um. This uh, this massive blooper from Leno, um, yeah. Uh, but you'd think, you'd think, given that who are they playing away this week? You think if we beat Sheffield United and they don't win, then that should be done and dusted. You'd imagine. You never can say though. No, I mean, hundred percent. You know, you, you yeah. know what it's like with us. It's just, yeah. it's never. You, you can't ever. You can't ever take anything. And that's is that is that part of though? Because we sort of. Uh, we mythologise this stuff, but is that oh, fuck, is that what keeps us coming back? Um, what? Sorry, I was, well, I was looking. Just this idea, you know, because people are always like, you can never predict this team, but ultimately, that's why we love them. And I'm like, I don't, I, I sort of try and tell myself that and wear that as a badge of honour, but I'm like, 
Do you know what? It, it, it would be nice to just fucking win sometimes. Though. Yeah, like, I don't think that's mean? what. I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's what brings you back. You, you, what brings you back is it's it's largely following Spurs a positive habit. Um, habits are fine, aren't they? If they 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 lend itself to um, to to making your life happier. And remember that Tottenham, the football club, and what happens on the pitch is a small part of what it means to follow your football team, right? So the conversations you're having, the drinking down the pub, and like, and just, I know there was a massive fight in the Beehive, but up until that point, it looked like that's that Spurs are back. Do you know what I mean? The fans it's are together. Spurs drink. on Spurs season. Come, on, we we, <laughs> we we need to have a few a few of those every now and again. Get the blood going a little bit. Now, the, you know, what you know, it, it it looked like, oh fuck, we actually are returning back to normal. And going football will be something we can do again. And 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 like, my point is, is is we watch Spurs because it's a part of of who we are and it's not it is more than a game because it means that you have better relationships with your family like my brothers and my dad you know i love them i love them to bits but i bet our relationship wouldn't be as good as if 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 spurs didn't exist and that's why that's how important it is and that's what keeps us going back if even if we were in league two it wouldn't matter you know it'd be shit obviously the football down there is garbage but compared you know because of what the premier league's done but the uh it's um it, it would still be the same. You'd still have each other, and uh, and that's that's why why we keep going back. And this has been a tough season. If we get it right in the summer, get the right manager in, somebody plays nice, attractive football, someone like Brendan Rodgers, I just think like, everyone will feel a lot better about being Spurs, and we can just get on with watching our team again. He, he ain't gonna come to us though, is he, Brenton? Why? Oh, yeah, he's two, three years into an exciting project with a Leicester City where he's got he, all the control. He's guiding him into the Champions League. What? Come to Tottenham. Here's twenty mil to spend on someone shit, and you can't yeah, sell what? Harry Winks. Yeah, but that may not be what what he gets offered. You know what I mean? Oh, we, no, that's it, mate. That's that's the that's the op- that's the problem. That is it. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking, I think it's still I've, come. I've, I've I think his ego won't. Day. I don't think his ego will allow him not to come. That that would be my feeling. Um, and remember, you saying like about a project. He he left Celtic halfway through the third season, where they were going to do an unprecedented triple triple, and he's like, you know what? Now nah, I'm going to go Leicester and start again. So don't trust him. He we left, can definitely he, get him. He left his wife and kids as well, didn't he? So you know. He's, yeah, he's, I, and and uh, no, I won't say this on your pod. Okay. <laughs> do it. Do it. Go for it. Uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, he's he's interested in. Uh, it's not even a bad thing, is it? People like what you like, what they like. But you know, he's chose to leave his wife and kids. And um, actually, do you know what? Can we just move on? I don't yeah. want to say it. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I just don't want to say it. <laughs> I fought it. I don't want to say it. It's a long, long time since the old fighting cock existed. I, I've learned my lesson. I've been burnt too many times. Let's just move on, please. We, we, we will do. We will do that. I won't, I won't go too Paxman on you then, mate. Yeah, you know I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't reflect well on me either. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so what is that? Is that your man, Brenton? That's that's who you're you're leading the charge for. I mean, I yeah, I guess right now I just fucking couldn't be fucked, whoever. But I, I just feel like he's the best guy. I, I wanted Nagelsmann just because you know why not feels like progressive coach doesn't it feels like we might move forward play a different way but Brendan Rodgers had a great career as a manager in my opinion and I don't think he would he would do anything other than improve Tottenham especially the way we play I think he'd get us up in the league um, he's such a weird man 
I know. So weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. know. But it's just looks. People are weird. We've got to look past that. That's true. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not <laughs> really. But. Uh. Make say that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. You said I'm not. I, I just oh, I made a noise. Well, it was, it, you know, it was a bit of a, a kind of contrary noise. You know, I, I pick up on these things, mate. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, no, you're not. You're not weird. That's good. No, I get it though. I get the teeth and the and the way kind of. You know the David Brent esque way of of him being, but I don't give a shit. Like I would have. He has toned. He's toned down the David Brent stuff a bit. This, like, but I don't like. I don't care that Jose Mourinho is our manager, and he can be a right arsehole, right? So if I don't care about that, I don't care if we, Brendan Rodgers is a little bit cringy every now and then. If we're playing great football and 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 Leicester do play really good football, I, I, and, and you know, I, I think the the best performance, one of the best performances against Spurs this season was Leicester at, at White Lane. I thought they were just. Fantastic. I don't think they had fun in the matter of bad Vardy. Anyway, but it, you know, I feel like that could be the one. Like, what are the alternatives now? It's like Scott Parker, no. Um, I quite uh, like Ten Hag. I quite like the Ajax lad, you know. <laughs> but we don't know, though, do we? Just know that he fucking done us. But other than that, Ten Hag. He's bald and there's good, <laughs> like, bald. quotes. He says he said some good stuff about Pep Guardiola once, didn't he? And Did he? got a bit excited about it. If you, if you had to ask me to explain Ten Hag's um, football philosophy, or, or even more so, Nagelsmann, I'd be lost. Like, and that's what like things like the extra inch are good for, because they, they do understand that thing. But don't come to the fighting cock if you want us to break down why Ten Hag would be... Our, our manager, what we'd say, I would say is, well, when we played Ajax, they were fantastic. And you know, that's why we, you know, I'd have the same sort of approach to, to when we signed one day Ramos. He tore us apart when he was the severe manager. And that's about as much really, as I, I could forgot, be bothered I to. He, that was kind of his audition, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we went over and we, uh, what do we screw over Yol to get him in? Yeah, and then broke and then him. Look, <laughs> And then we've got, same thing's happened here. We've brought AVB in. Well, no, actually Chelsea broke him, so we can't we, claim that one. But we, we, we helped. We helped because he, after after us, he went and drove rally cars mm. for three years. So That's true. We kind of, like, he was getting his head out the mud again a bit. And we sort of, we extended a hand to help pull him out the mud. And then he just fucking pushed him back under again. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? And put a foot Get on his head. There, you fucking, <laughs> yeah. fucking dickhead. Um <laughs> All right, mate. So we, I've taken, taken a lot of your time today. I just sort of, I guess, just to just to to wrap it all up to bring this this wonderful coming of people together to an end. Coming uh, of people together. Yeah, I know. I'm just nice. Yeah. I'm, trying, Ten, I'm, try, uh, I'm trying to speak the fighting cock lingo, mate. You know, it's all I just, willies and all that, isn't it? You know, am I doing yeah. it? Am I doing yeah. it right, mate? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know. Just quickly, Eric Ten Hag. I don't think he's got a partner or a wife or anything. Oh, that's, that's a red flag, isn't it? Isn't it? 51 without a partner. That is... Like, what's he up to? What's he up know. to? He's I don't got, trust... If he's I don't got trust a, him. If he's got a basement, um, do you know what I mean? Because I know in... in, 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 in well, actually, if he, he's Dutch, lots of the Dutch have basements as well. So. Also, and you know how liberal they are over in mm. in Holland, in, in, in Netherlands. Like, he could mm. be into anything. No wife to check him, no, no or husband mm. to check him. What's he really into? What's he's, Ten Hag's bag? He's exper- I need to know he's that. He's experimented with poo, at the very least. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Hanging upside down, full of, you know, in one of those gimp suits where a pretty lady fills that costume full of poo. 
No, he's got one of those like a, a breathing tube to his mouth, but it's connected to her bum hole. That's, yeah, I've seen yeah. that. That's a real thing. That's oh, a real thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 is yeah. it? Oh, is it? Yeah, shit. <laughs> Too specific to, to not have seen that before. That is a real thing. I've seen it. I've been to Amsterdam. It's good. Love it. One of my favourite places on earth because it's so liberal. Do you remember that old video? you remember before sort of viral videos were viral? There was a thing called the Church of Fudge that did, it, <laughs> that did rounds in emails and stuff like that. Yeah, rings a bell. Rings a bell. Just maybe like on an on an incognito window or something, and if you get a bit of you know a moment alone, just see if, just see if you find it. Just look for the Church of Fudge. Old, I'm not I'm not going to do that. Old video. I just uh, anyone listening as well. <laughs> just I mean, I'm not into that. I'm not into that. You, you don't have to. It's an it's an educational exercise. No, no, but I'm not into I'm not into that. I'm not into like tub girl i'm not i'm not into seeing <laughs> fucking really horrendous stuff like there's a bad injury in the ufc like there was this weekend everyone's like oh have you seen this i don't want to see it i don't i don't want to see that I, the only one i'm all right with is lemonparty.org i'm fine with that one but other than that pretty much not interested so in a world full of poo and broken legs be a bit more lemon party. That's the i think, I think we'd all be the world would be better if everyone just saw right with things like lemon party I don't. I don't disagree. Like if you're not, if you don't get to like seventy. Well, I'd say what like sixty-five, seventy, and you're still exploring and finding new stuff about yourself. Then, then Godspeed and all power to you. That's it. That's it. And I think that's that's a nice place to bring this podcast to a close. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on, Flav. It's been uh, yeah, it's been it's been educational. But I hope you've enjoyed the experience. Should we say yeah, that? yeah, I have. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, mate. Anytime you want me, that's good. You should come on the fucking cop more. Send me an invite, then, mate. Get okay, every now and again. And yeah, I know, I know, but it's just fucking. Well, how about how, what are you doing Friday? Uh, don't know. I'm moving house actually. So, are you? Right? Yeah, uh, you can't yeah. tell me. Well, right, let's stop this so I can ask you that question. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. If you if you do want to listen to, well, obviously I don't need to tell you to listen to the fighting cop because they've. Monopolize the podcasting circuit. Well, we don't know what's right. happening. What's happening is fucking like we didn't monopolize it, but we just happened to be one of the early early adopters of podcasting, as you'll know, well know. But there's fucking podcasts everywhere. Every bastard is doing a podcast now, cannibalizing our audience. <laughs> no, no, cannibalizing would mean we would do like murdering our. They're just like take like everyone's just oh god. And and if I if, if I if I say one thing that upsets someone, there's like fifty podcasts in the wings just going, you come listen to us. Yeah. Don't At listen least be to, it. Don't listen to Flav say you know what you know what I heard? He's a millionaire. You know that. You know that. He's a millionaire. That's I'm it. Not a millionaire. That's what I've heard, mate. Just a, a, a millionaire. Jesus. Um um Like Robbie. I, you know everyone says that whenever Arsenal lose, they say Robbie's gonna buy himself a new Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Did you see him get hijacked by uh, Talksport the other day? I do. Yeah, I do, I do. you know what? I'm I'm going to say I think there's a lot of hypocrisy going on there. You know, I, yeah, I, just I, a bit. I yeah. don't want to die on a hill of like defending Arsenal fan TV, but at the same time, yeah. Anyway, yeah. if you do want to listen, listen to the Fighting Cock. You know where you can listen to it. You find it on all your best podcast suppliers. Yep. Um, Flav's got a Patreon as well, where they put out lots and lots of other content. Like mm. you can, you know, reflections on matches as they've just happened. Look ahead. Yeah, we do that. We also have the other podcast, which isn't about football altogether. It's just a, having a laugh, really, about funny things. Sort of 
sort of similar to that Ten Hard conversation. And um, yeah, there's also uh, yeah we did preview stuff and I'm producing a podcast series called No Holds Barred, which is where I interview people that I find interesting. And the first season's going to be out hopefully within two weeks or so. It's about 26 conversations I I had during lockdown. Sick. Like the sound of that, mate. Like one, of that. Just to p- p- pique people's interest, cool. one of them's with a porn star called Shona Rivers, there which is go. interesting. Looking yeah. forward to that. Saucy. Yeah. Saucy. Um, and yeah, obviously, subscribe to Roost through all the usual podcast suppliers. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, Spurs. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.